community content from Concentrate. You're up and Adam with Adam Montiel. Day. Let's do this. Thanks for being up and at it. My name is Adam Montiel. Chilly still. It's even crept up a little bit, gotten a little bit warmer. It's still freaking cold, really cold. Also, some rain coming up for the weekend. Looks like Saturday, Sunday into Monday. Chance of showers, temps in the mid 50s. It's going to be chilly all across the Central Coast. A lot going on today. Looking forward to day number six of Slow Restaurant Week. You can go to slowrestaurantweek.com. Today, we're going to feature Mike from My Friend Mike's. If you have not had My Friend Mike's pizza yet, and don't get this confused with Mountain Mike's. I don't know anything about Mountain Mike's. This is My Friend Mike's. So they are different establishments and look forward to meeting uh, the Mountain one sometime too. But I live near my friend Mike's. I've had it a bunch, and man, it is good. We will talk to Mike later on. Also, really interesting uh, interview with a couple gals, Jill and Jen, who host a show called Frugal Friends. One is like a social worker who's just really frugal. The other is by vocation a financial planner, and they have a podcast. It's two gals that just joke back and forth. You can tell they're friends. They got a great rapport and had a chance to get them on the show, and it's going to be fun to meet. Jen and Jill with the Frugal Friends podcast coming up later today, too. Before we go lo-fi headlines, thanks to We Help You Legal, get ready for a legal solution that's been a cornerstone of our community for 23 years. Christina Knoll, Chris Rush, the dynamic mother-son duo behind We Help You Legal. Two convenient locations, Slow and Paso, they're your go-to team for emergency same-day or next-day documents. Save big on things like trusts, wills, power of attorneys, deeds, even divorces, yeah, and a lot more. They offer efficient and reliable service that can help you no matter where you live. 46 states are listening to us right now. They can help you no matter where you are, but if you are in California, they can help out with LLCs, corporations, and more. Need in-home or hospital appointments in Slow County? They gotcha. Visit wehelpyoulegal.com for a full range of service and 23 years of expertise in simplifying life's legal matters. Wehelpyoulegal.com. Up and Adams, Lo-Fi Headlines. Okay, do you take your coffee black? Congrats. You might be a psycho. Social media is obsessed with an old study from 2016 that found you're more likely to be a psychopath if you enjoy things that are bitter. Stuff like black coffee, dark chocolate, gin, and tonics. It looked at the food and drink preferences of 1,000 Americans and at personality traits, like how narcissistic, aggressive, and sadistic they were. It found people who like bitter stuff are more likely to have the types of antisocial qualities that psychopaths do. And they were more likely to take pleasure in seeing other people suffer. And if you are listening to this, enjoying a square of dark chocolate and washing it down with even darker coffee, don't worry too much. Liking that stuff doesn't always mean you're a psycho. They said take the results with a grain of salt because it's just one study. That said, experts think one in 22 people are technically psychopaths, so there's a decent chance you or someone you know is a psycho. Okay, we have talked about tipping on this show before, including every time you show up to a POS that's like an iPad, you know they're going to swing that beast around at you. 
with that question of a tip. This a little bit different of a tipping question, more so for inclement weather with all the snow across the US. It is a relevant question. Do you tip delivery drivers more when the weather sucks? I mean, you probably aren't going out there. You're probably getting delivery because you're trying to avoid the weather. Uh, some guy posted a video of Domino's, a driver cursing him out because he only tipped 20% during a snowstorm. 20%. I know you're supposed to tip 20% when you're dining in. Yes, true. But that's certainly not the amount that's expected when you're delivery, right? In the video, the driver claims it was a $2 tip, but the customer says it was really over five bucks. He didn't do the math right, and the order was under 30. As the driver left, it sounded like he says, you have to listen to this, I could kill you. So the guy called Domino's and told him about it. The employee who answered said the driver already had a few write-ups, was probably gonna get canned. Doesn't sound like a very friendly interaction. Listen. Hey, thanks for coming. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> for a few dollar kit. You know what, I should have had you guys come to the store. Yeah, good thing I got this on film. Good job losing your job. Domino's driver is about a uh, 20% tip. In this weather, went straight to Domino's. because I picked it here. I wasn't planning on calling the store until I saw the death threat and just having someone that manic out there, I thought needed to be addressed. The tip was $5 and 30 something cents. There was a $3.99 delivery charge. The food itself was almost $30. So the biggest premise that people are having a hard time with, when he says $2 at the beginning, that's him exaggerating. There you go. I mean, they both really didn't handle it. They both were grumpy and apparently not very friendly, but I get it. I mean, you are getting delivery. You should be delivering that with a smile, even if you don't get any tip. That's the idea. But of course, you should be tipping, and it sounds like this guy did. Over 20%, so there you go. All right, let's end on some good news. A woman in Virginia named Jessica Vincent, she bought a vase at Goodwill for four bucks literally $3.99, just sold it at auction last month for 110,000 bucks. Turned out it was made by a famous Italian designer named Carlo Scarpa, made in the 40s. Check it out. I didn't know it was special initially. It wasn't until I got a close look. And as soon as I got close to it, I could see that it was blown. I could see that it had a beautiful iridescence to it. Mm-hmm. And I knew that it was coming home with me. I'm curious when that moment was where she just was like, oh, this is, whoa, this is a, this is a treasure. Yeah, um, one person commented online when he told me, I, I wasn't sure who the designer was at the time. And he said, this is a Carlos Scarpa, the Penelate, they are so rare. You never see them outside of museums or like a collection, very high-end private collection. He was like, I would never be able to afford one, but it's spectacular. And he said, you should send this to Wright Auction House and have it evaluated. Um, They're experts in Italian glass. So that's exactly what I did. So the CEO gets her info, then was like, look, I gotta call her. Can I call you? Gets her on the phone and just breaks it to her. You are holding on to a beautiful piece like and there was no chips in it it was in immaculate condition so what next what's she gonna do with all that cash uh, i was floored it was like a winning lottery ticket i never thought something like this would happen to me it was incredible and i'm gonna put heat in my very old farmhouse that i bought <laughs> a year ago and i've been freezing with two space heaters 
I'm excited. I love stories like that. My dad's got a bunch of those. I don't know if it's anything like that. Three ninety nine to one hundred and ten thousand bucks. Not quite like that, but some good goodwill finds. There is some gold there. For sure. Later on, we're talking to the gals from the Frugal Friends podcast. I'm curious what they think, where they think is the best deals. Is it, say, Goodwill, or is it more like Swap Me? When we were up doing our road trip through Mendo, we went into this thrift shop that was like a nonprofit for the Humane Society up there, and we found these like set of four different like copper cooking utensils, old, retro, vintage. I mean, these were like timepieces, things from forever ago, right? and went to eBay, these things were super expensive. They were like, you know, 40, 50 bucks a piece. I bought the set of four, so it's pretty cool. I don't know. Sometimes you find some gold at the Goodwill. All right, thank you to our friends at the General Store Paso, offering local goods, hand-picked gifts, a curated cookbook selection, and all the best for your pantry and your home. The team at the General Store can help you pull together gift baskets, gift bags, or whatever you need for whoever you are shopping for. Even if it's just a gesture to show you care or someone who is really, really important to you and you just don't want to mess this gift up. Helping people connect with dozens of local makers, that's their jam. Celebrating 10 years on the park in downtown Paso. Open daily from 11 to 6 and 10 to 6 on weekends on Insta at General Store Paso. Up in Adams, lo-fi headlines. Well, it's the start of the new year. Good time to think about budgeting, new year financial goals, practical financial advice. And that's where Frugal Friends comes in. Controlling your spending is hard to do. On every episode of Frugal Friends, they try and help you gain a little bit more control on one aspect of the countless directions your money is being pulled toward through frugality, a few laughs. If you're trying to save money, spend less, adopt minimalism, pay off debt, or reach financial independence, I think you'll like the show. Hosted by two ladies, Jen and Jill. Jen is a personal finance expert, author of three books, including the best-selling The No Spend Challenge Guide and Pay Off Your Debt for Good. Jill Suriani is a licensed social worker and natural-born frugalista. Her favorite frugal move? She was living in an RV to save on expenses to pay off student loans. Jen, Jill, frugal friends, thank you so much for being up in Adam. Hi, Adam. Great to be here. So, okay, so, Jen, you know money. It's your vocation. Jill, it might not be your vocation, but you also lived in an RV to pay off student loans. So this is in your blood. Why did you guys start the podcast and who was it for? What did you have in mind? Well, after uh, Jill and I, well, even during while we were paying off our student loan debt, we felt like personal finance and saving money was a topic that was really gatekept and it was really stale. There wasn't a lot of fun. There were a lot of acronyms that we don't understand. So we started this in order to make personal finance more accessible. And we found there was a really, there was a gap in content about spending money. People said, make a budget, live on beans and rice, but nobody told you how to say no to impulse purchases or instant gratification. And does frugality require you to deprive yourself for the rest of your life? So we thought there was a huge gap in that. So every episode of Frugal Friends, we try to close that gap and make frugality a, a lifestyle of freedom and fun. I love that because I try to do that with wine. I have a wine podcast called Where Wine Takes You. And the whole idea when something is so intimidating and there's a lot of bullshit surrounding it, it's closing that gap. I just love the way that you put that. Budgeting, ladies, some are inherently good at this. Some are just not. For those who are not, maybe there was a lot, not a lot of models taught to them when they were younger, whatever it is, where does one begin? 
Yeah, and that's okay. I don't think we all have to budget the same way. One of the things we've reframed this is by calling it a spending plan. And even just that, the vernacular that we wrap around it can help it feel more accessible to us. It does not have to look like you being in the spreadsheets, counting your pennies all day, every day. But it also doesn't have to mean the other extreme of where we never, ever look at it and we find ourselves 20 years down the road wondering what in the world happened. So I think one of the best places for anyone to start is with a 90 day transaction inventory. Hmm. And that's going to be gathering all of our credit card statements, bank statements, you name it, and looking at everything we spent on in the last 90 days. This is going to include our quote unquote fixed expenses. We want to still be looking at what are we spending on utilities and rent because those are massive align items in our spending plan and evaluate where is a lot of my money going to? How do I feel about about that and what are some of the things that I that are good about what I'm seeing and are there shifts that I want to make and then keep going from there. Now I think about, you know, because I'm an old broadcast geek, I think of like, you know, Kim Commando or maybe say uh, Clark Howard. Are there tools and things that you want to offer folks? Do you direct people in certain ways? Is this kind of a way for maybe you guys to grow to even have some curriculum yourself? Because I think this would be very helpful. Where do you kind of, obviously people should be listening to the podcast, of course, but where do you kind of direct people to go a little bit further in taking actionable steps? Well, we definitely refer them to our three times weekly newsletter called The Friend Letter. Um, They can get that for free at frugalfriendspodcast.com. But we still love Clark Howard. We still direct people over there. But I think we're seeing this beautiful shift in personal finance where there is more diversity uh, in in people, in income levels, in uh, preferences, on lifestyles. And I think... People should look to social media and podcasts and YouTube and find people talking about personal finance who look like them, live like them, want to have the same goals as them. And and you can really find that. There are so many more options to get personal finance advice from now. Um, and there's never going to be enough. The more people we have talking about money, the better. It makes it more accessible and easier for everyone to talk about, even outside of the media space. We got Jill and Jen from the Frugal Friends podcast. I don't know about you, but I want to be looking at people nicer than me, nicer watches (laughs) than me, driving nicer cars than me. (laughs) Uh, Let me ask you this. Recent episode, super good. I really enjoyed it. I've become a a recent fan. You know, there's like, you know, a couple million podcasts swirling above our heads. And it's not until you kind of get connected with one. And I'm really grateful I found you ladies. So a recent episode, you were talking about finances and your partner. Break that one down because, man, if that is not just such an important place to have some sound wellness in your home is finances and your partner. Oh, well, Adam, that's so kind. Your kind words about our podcast. We, most of us live with other people, whether it's a roommate, a partner, a spouse, and we have to make money decisions together, or at least our personal decisions are going to impact another person. For me, coming from the mental health fields, I think this is a really important category to be looking at. And some of it has to do with identifying our values. I know that we love the tangible steps, but really you can do a lot of the tangible financial steps in a few hours. The reason so many of us struggle for a lifetime with it is because it's 
connected to all aspects of our personhood. It's going to intersect with our relationships, our mental and emotional health. And so when we can do some of that more inner work, understanding ourselves, identifying what it is that we value, and then valuing the values of our partner, if that's not too meta, and being able to come back together and say, hey, here's what I value. Here's how I want to spend our money. Here's my life goals. What are yours? And negotiation. That's a topic I think we don't often use in partnerships of how to negotiate and compromise and identify how can we spend money in a way that is beneficial to both of us. Maybe some sacrifice along the way, but not deprivation. Okay. Is there necessarily a right or wrong way to do this? You should get a joint account or you shouldn't do this or you should do that as far as it relates to couples or is it just each situation, each couple is different? Yeah, there are a lot of different ways that you can manage money as a couple. For some, it works to have a joint account where everything comes out of that one account. For some people, it doesn't. As long as there's transparency, then I think it's going to work. As long as you're kind of connecting your accounts to somewhere where everyone can can see the big transactions, know what's going in and out. Uh, we don't want to have financial secrecy because that can sometimes lead to even if it's not happening, but like the thought of financial infidelity, but the the actual finances don't always have to be combined. Or there can even be a joint account and two personal accounts. But really feeling out what works for you, finding out what your partner's experience with money, what their parents' experiences with money. Oh, yeah. Because then you're going to get a better idea of how they feel about how finances should be combined or not combined. So those are the biggest things. If you are starting a new business, you're getting on your LLC, you're getting your your business account, you're, you're writing things off for the first time. What are some things to really keep in mind to do this right? So uh, definitely getting, once you get established, you'll want to get the LLC and eventually, uh, hopefully you'll, you'll get an S corp designation, but I would definitely hire a, if not, if you're not going to hire a bookkeeper, at least hire somebody to do your taxes because it's going to be really beneficial. You don't know as a business owner, unless your business is taxes, you don't know all the things that you can write off and you don't know in the quantities or the percentages you can write them off. So a a really good accountant is going to pay for itself when you're starting a business, but also get scrappy. Just be scrappy. Yeah. Don't don't be cheap um, and not spend money in the places where you should in order to grow. Uh, but don't spend so much to grow an idea that may not be validated in the marketplace. Being scrappy will really help yeah. you validate, like give you proof of concept. And then once you have proof of concept, then you can get more generous in how you're investing in it, in the business. Get scrappy, yo, I love that. Okay, uh, both for Jill and Jen, better place to find deals. Swap me, and my dad might disagree with what you say here. My, uh, swap meet, yard sales, or thrift shops. Best place to find deals, Jen. So I know what Jill's answer is gonna be, so I'm not going to say that. But <laughs> personally, I, I love... Uh, thrift shopping online. So I love Mercari, Poshmark, eBay, ThreadUp. And I even love this new uh, app. It's a Chrome extension called Benny, B-E-N-I. And you can go on any like firsthand clothing website, like a Lululemon, and then Benny will pop up with the thing you're looking at. It'll pop up and show the most similar items on different secondhand sites so that you could potentially get the same thing you're looking at buying 
but get it secondhand somewhere else. Good hack. I'm going to say yard sales and estate sales. Look them up in your area, <laughs> estatesales.net. I, I even get clothing there. Ladies, thank you so, so much. I really appreciate you. Next time you guys, if you guys ever come to the Central Coast, where are you guys out of, by the way? St. Petersburg, Florida. Oh, okay, cool. You guys ever come to the Central Coast and want some world-class wine, you find me and hit me up and we'll hang out. I'd love that. Deal. Okay, perfect. Absolutely. You guys are awesome. I really love meeting both of you ladies and I'm you have a new fan for sure. Oh, thank you so much. Find Frugal Friends on iHeartRadio's app or wherever you get your podcast, just like this one. Coming up, we'll chat restaurant month. Do you want to say thanks to our friends at McClintock's, the place to be since 1973, 50 years. McClintock's heritage status with the steakhouse, the saloon. Of course, they got the uh, bar downtown slow. Great food. The products, too. The McClintock's Recipe 15. This is their... Uh, Collab with Maker's Mark, private selection, one-of-a-kind expression of Maker's Mark exclusively created for McClintock's. Check them out online. Happy hour every day, 4 to 6, McClintock's.com. All right, day six of Slow Restaurant Week. You can get online to slowrestaurantweek.com. 40 restaurants with their perfect pairing. You got to check it out. Go to slowrestaurantweek.com. Been really enjoying introducing you and telling the story of some fantastic local restaurateurs. Great stories here. This one, no different. My friend Mike's Pizza. Now, this guy kind of started on the, it just had this slow growth, but it was really hard to get. And the pizzas are still hard to get. If you have not tried a My Friend Mike's Pizza, you got to get in the know. They're uh, in the Lobro neighborhood, Broad and Woodbridge, right where they got that new light, that pedestrian light. Let's get over there now. Let's talk to Mike, baby. My friend Mike's. Let's go. My friend Mike's. What is up? Hey, how's it going, madam? I'm excited that you are doing Restaurant Week. We're creating a perfect pairing. First of all, how long have we been open here at My Friend Mike's? Because I still feel like you are the best kept secret, but I know you get sold out often also. Yeah, April of 22, but we've been doing pretty small batch pizzas and slowly ramping up. So yeah, a lot of people don't know who we are. How many are we doing a day? Are we, are we still selling out? Are you, and you say ramping up, are you doing like, hey, like every week you're trying to push yourself a little more? What does that growth process look like and how do you see it happening? Uh, we started with about 22. We do uh, about 60 to 80 a night now. So yeah, we sell out every night. Yeah, because I'll call you and you know a couple hours in advance and it reminds me of the old Benny's Pizza Days because you give people a time that you come. Is that still the case? Yeah, we get a lot of pre-orders, so Fridays, Saturdays, uh, especially if you want to eat between 5 and 7, it's you usually have to book in advance. So not only does this make it easier on the team to prepare the pizzas for a certain time, so they're hot, they're ready to go. I want to talk to you about your dough in a second, so it's killer. But it keeps it not crowded here, because I mean, if you have, you know, if I'm coming in at 7.30 and someone else is coming in, you know, maybe you have two, three people coming in at 7.30, two or three, 7.45, you can keep it kind of tempered all day, all night. Yeah, we can only do six pizzas at a time, basically, in our oven. So, yeah, that's probably the biggest limitation. We have to have it like that. You have a real cult following. What is it about your kind of you know experience with hospitality, food, and what you did before this that made you, one, want to do pizza, but two, you've dialed in such an incredible crust. I don't know what you're doing. So crispy, it's so light, but it's got so much complexity, and it's so good. Yeah, it's a sourdough-based crust. We use really good flour and... Uh, I've made bread for a long time and just kind of kept it kept it doing it that way, you know. Put uh, dough first, really. What's your what's your history with like food and how did how did this happen? 
Uh, I worked in kitchens when I was young, like, yeah, 17, 18, 19, 20, till I was about 21, and then uh, I got out of all that and then went and worked uh, in the tech world, kind of, and then just came back, uh, wanted to get back on my feet, and didn't really like LinkedIn that much, so I didn't have a lot of other choices. I love that. I love how you put that. The flavors and what you'll get with the pizzas is is really something that, that I mean, you guys are very unique. You stand on your own and just like your approach to different flavors. Talk about some of the most popular pizzas. I like the pepperoni and pep. Even that is a twist on a pepperoni pizza. But talk about some of the other flavors that are really popular here. Uh, right now we're running a spicy kale. It's a purple kale from Finley Farms. It's marinated in lemon, Calabrian chili, some of our house fermented chili. Uh, garlic, and we put that on with some slow roasted onions, which are over there in the onion, um, and uh, s- some sausage from over here at Catania Brothers. And then when it comes out, it's fermented carrots, fermented manzana, which is a winter pepper, a spicy winter pepper. And we put that when it comes out. It's really good. It's spicy and tangy, um, and it's it's super good. The chili sauce. You guys are making your own chili sauce. You're even making your own ranch. Your take on ranch is really interesting. Yeah. The prep here must be just insane. Yeah, we're pretty prep heavy, uh, for sure, because everything, we don't really deal with any produce dealers. Everything comes from the farm, so yeah, we got to get the sand out of it and do all that. But uh, yeah, we make our ranch from scratch. Uh, It's a vegan ranch, which is hard to find, not because we're trying to help vegans out, just because it tastes better to us, and it does help vegans out, so it's a win-win. Give me some other um, menu options. Potato leek is on the menu right now. We have a broccolini and spigarello. Spigarello is like a leafy broccoli. Um, doesn't make heads like a broccoli does. It just makes really big leaves uh, with smoked gouda and some other fermented chilies. Uh, so really, we're not doing any like simple kind of pizzas. When people are, want to go to get a simple pizza, if they call you with that here, hey, I just love a pepperoni and sausage. And we, got, we sell a lot of pepperoni and sausages. We'll do that for you. But okay, yeah. so you'll still throw it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do cheese, pepperoni, sausage, pepperoni, peppers, pepperoni, yeah, all white pie, like a five cheese pie. What is that little pepper that you put on with the pepperoni of a pizza called the pepperoni and pep? And it is so good. It's my favorite. I get it all the time. Uh, it's jalapenos that we pickle in uh, apple cider vinegar, coriander, and uh, local honey. Yes. Because they they're not too, they don't hit you too hard, but they got just enough little zing to add to the, the situation. Yeah, we like a lot of acidity and tanginess here, so a lot of our food has a lot of acidity. Because you love wine. Yeah. Got to pair it with the wine, baby. All right, let's talk about the perfect pairing that we're doing for Restaurant Week. We have a couple different options. Now, if you haven't tried uh, my friend Mike's Pizza, you have to call them up, order online, get to it. They're very popular. They go quick. And it's so funny. We were talking about, like, cult-level pizza brands. And I mentioned Benny because I, I remember when I, he used to work at McCarthy's, and he would bring me out, you know, 10 years ago or so. Yeah, those squares are good. Yeah, those squares. And I, the last time I was leaving, you guys were just closing, and who pulls up in his van? He's a big fan of yours, Benny. Yeah, he he lives, like, across the street, so he comes in on Saturdays. Yeah. Yeah, gets a pizza, pepperoni. I think he's a pepperoni and peppers or pep sausage guy, too. Yeah, that's pretty cool. The specials for Restaurant Week, what are we getting into? I'm going to try to do something that just makes it affordable for people to get food and uh, share a pizza. So I was going to do a cheese pizza and a salad for $25. And then for bigger families, buy two pizzas, get a cheese pizza for 12 bucks. Our cheese pizzas are uh, aged mozzarella, fresh mozzarella, shaved garlic, uh, Calabrian oregano, and then we finish all of that with uh, fresh basil and uh, Bocabella, 
uh, beautiful local olive oil. Again, if you are into pizzas, these are really high-end, thoughtful pizzas. They're just incredible. I mean, I'm here. We're here hours before you even open, and you know, you are deep. Your team is prepping. What's going on here? So the ingredients and the deliberateness to all this—it just makes the pizza so good. And I tell you, that bread, that sourdough bread, is so good. The way it pops on the end, crispy, little yeah. bite to it—it it is so good. Yeah, we like them cooked all the way through. We like them dark. All right, come out to My Friend Mike's. What's the website? MyFriendMike's.com. Check them out in the Lobro neighborhood on Broad Street and Woodbridge? Yeah, Broad and Woodbridge where the new pedestrian crossing is. Got it. All right, thanks for, um, one, for doing Restaurant Week. We know that January can be slow. Probably not for people like you who are super popular, but January is very slow a lot for restaurants notoriously. So it's awesome that you jumped on board with this. And thanks for being up and Adam. Thank you, Adam. You're up in Adam with Adam Montiel. Adam Montiel. Community content from Concentrate. Available wherever you get your podcasts. For links and more, visit adammontiel.com. Don't forget, go to slowrestaurantweek.com for the latest. Find out who is doing what. Get your favorite restaurant's perfect pairing now through January 21st. One lucky winner is going to win $1,000 collectively to all the participating restaurants. That is a haul. What a cool prize. Again, go to slowrestaurantweek.com. And when you are out at one of these participating restaurants, make sure you scan that QR code. Get that entry in. It's super easy. I want you to win that $1,000 prize. All right, still got a couple days left. They'll talk to a Chef Nicola from Mama's Meatball and Mistura. Some more surprises. Looking forward to rounding out Slow Restaurant Week. Again, it ends on Sunday, January 21st. Thanks so much to all our friends for being up in Adam McClintock's General Store, Paso, Dow Vineyards. We help you legal. Tin City Distillery, the Woods Humane Society. And of course, folks like Dan Curcio, Moonshiner Collective for the original music on the show called Start Again. Full Cup Solutions for technical consideration. Thank you for making this podcast the first podcast of your day and for rating, reviewing, subscribing to the show. If you have not, thank you in advance for getting around to that. It does mean a lot and even just sharing the podcast with a friend. Thank you so much. Hope you have a wonderful day. Talk tomorrow. Thanks for being up and Adam. Start again.